Welcome to the Dream Mentorship Podcast, where we interview everyday women making a difference in their lives and communities. From doctors to stay-at-home mamas, CEOs who work hard with no drama, this is where you come to dream and be inspired. Because at Dream Mentorship, we believe that every dream is valid. Here's our host and founder, Mac Jane Creighton. Hey, another episode of the Dream Mentorship Podcast. Of course, you know I'm your girl, Matt Jane Creighton. And today, we have a phenomenal guest on the podcast. She is going to share her life story and um, more. And also, I got interested in her uh, her story, a uh, funny story. <laughs> I actually read about her daughter's journey to rehabilitation and health and, you know, getting well. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. So here she is today, and I'm super excited to hear about her story and the phenomenal work that she's doing. And of course, her daughter's program or nonprofit, Morgan's Place, we get to talk about that. So this is going to be a really fun ride. So I want to encourage you, if you are not driving while listening to this, to get out a notepad and some pen because you're absolutely going to get inspired and definitely feel enlightened, (laughs) inspired empowered all of those kind of words you know so we truly hope that's what you feel out of our conversation today just before we got on the podcast i had a little chit chat with her and i absolutely love her spirit her vibe so i'm guessing you would too so without further ado please welcome to the to the podcast with me dr carrie monroe welcome to the podcast carrie thank you mark jane i'm so excited to be here today Thank you for coming and saying yes. So I'm going to jump right into it because your story is fascinating. You have come a long way according to, you know, just reading up your story and stuff. You are a non-traditional student. You owned your restaurant and an early child care center in your 20s. And, and then you began your own educational journey at the age of 28. And 15 years later, you were a doctor. Um, so I really want to hear all about that. That is like really some cool stuff. So then pulling their chair closer and turning up the volume right now and saying, hey, I can totally relate. I want to hear more. So tell us your story of how you came away from being the latchkey kid who was family farm and home so out under bankruptcy and moving 11 times and, and attending schools in three states i mean wow mm-hmm. and I'm <laughs> you're not. so yeah let, let's just kind of jump right into it tell us about that all right well yes that was a great introduction i appreciate it i um i'm an only child i grew up on a small family and uh when I was 10 years old, our, um, the economic situation for small farmers was not doing well, especially in the Midwest. And so our family had to file bankruptcy and we ended up losing everything. And as you can imagine, that was devastating for my parents, but also me as an only child uh, to go through that at 10 years old. So at that time, uh, my mom had finished her nursing degree. And so we kind of just started following her career path. And 
my dad was very restless because he just wanted to be a farmer. That's all he wanted to be his entire life. And so uh, he was never satisfied with a, with a job. And uh, we ended up moving. And I attended about 11 different schools between third grade and eighth grade. And, yeah. uh, you know, that really builds resiliency in a young person, always being the new kid. And uh, I think, you know, now, though, looking back, it actually benefited my character because it's very easy for me to adapt to new situations and meet new people. And I'm extremely outgoing as a result of that experience. And so, um, you know, I, I think I think the what could have been a negative definitely turned into a positive for me in my life and in my career. So. After that, uh, we pretty well settled down, and funny enough, we came back to the town where the farm was sold about six years later, five years later, and bought a property that was only about two miles away from that farm, and we ended up building a house there, and I started attending high school there. And that's where I eventually graduated in Illinois um, from high school. I was not a fan of school at all at a young age. I did not want to go. Um, it was a struggle for me to get through high school. And I actually finished in the bottom 20% of my high school graduating wow. class. Um, so obviously I had no desire to go on to college at that point. I just wanted to move out, get my own place and, you know, get out from underneath my parents' thumb. So I thought, so, uh, that's what I did. Um, at the age of 19, I went with a friend from Illinois to Dallas, Texas, and we drove through the night and, stayed with a friend of ours for a couple nights and then found our own apartment and just kind of started making our own way um, in a brand new city, not knowing anyone, uh, which wasn't anything new for me personally, but I was not with my parents anymore, you know, so that posed an interesting challenge. Um, and that's really where I cut my teeth in the restaurant business. So so I want to get into that. Um, I'm glad that you brought that up. Um, talking about the restaurant business and, and having an early child care center um, and looking at your life now, um, I feel like there's a huge contrast. Um, was owning a restaurant and a child care center something that you knew that you always wanted to do? Uh, was it something that fell on your lap or was it something, you know, maybe because of um, family culture and um, people you're around, you felt like, oh, I can get into this. And I just, can you share with us? Because I feel like there's a contrast between where you are right now, especially with Morgan's place and, and, and what you did in your, in your, in your twenties. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I just started working, um, you know, at a subway when I was in high school and got into restaurant management. When I got it, when I got to Dallas, I started working in restaurant management and, you know, when you're in management, you always think you can do it better than the owner. Right. So, um, 
I decided at that point in my early, you know, 19, 20 years old that I wanted to own my own restaurant. And I loved serving people, meeting people. So when my husband and I got together at 25 um, and got married, we moved to a small town. I had come back home to Illinois. He and I were introduced on a blind date and uh, we were married four months later. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was definitely a love at first sight situation, um, so, which was very cool. Um, so we uh, settled in a small town that was not too far away from where I graduated high school. And uh, there was a local restaurant that came up for sale. And I went through the process to get a small business administration loan. I went to the small town economic development board and I was able to get gap financing from them. And we opened our restaurant uh, actually two weeks before 9-11 happened. Wow. Oh, which was very unfortunate timing. Mm, wow. Um, especially for people that, you know, now looking back on it, I don't recommend starting a business when you have very little money, very little capital mm. to work with. Mm. Um, but uh, we had to learn that the hard way. The restaurant was open for about a year and my children were going to an early learning center about seven miles away. That couple started going through a divorce and the early learning center came up for sale. So it was going to close and I had nowhere for my kids to go. And my mom, I called my mom on the phone and she owned a home health agency at the time. And she said to me, well, why don't you just buy it? Mm. And I said, what? How am I going to buy this early learning center? Like we're struggling with this. What am I going to do with that? Well, it just so happened that it was... Um, the same bank that we had our small business loan through, they also had the loan for the early learning center. So if it closed, it was going to be a disadvantage for the bank. And mm -hmm. so within about a month's time, we ended up buying that early learning center and opening it up. It, it was closed for about two weeks and we were able to get all of the children back that we had been, you know, that they had been working with before and all of the teachers back. And so simultaneously for about four years, I had a restaurant and a learning early learning center. <laughs> so. Wow. Wow. How did you, I mean, my mind is blown away as I'm, I'm guessing your, your kids are young, um, is an early child um, care center. So, and you are, you know, you are still freshly married. How did you manage that? How did you balance all of that? Being a wife, being a, a business owner, being a mom, and uh, of course being a daughter because your parents are also close by. So I'm guessing yeah. um, that you know once you're once you're born on the on the farm, I don't think you ever grow out of getting um, you know being involved with a farm life. Absolutely. Um, you know, looking back on it, I I think uh, you know those experiences that I had as a child created that resiliency in me and that drive. Um, and 
grace of God, honestly, I, you know, that that's gotten me through every single thing that I've ever been through in my life and in my career. And uh, without, I wouldn't have been able to handle it as well as I did. Now, you know, at 27, I we opened the restaurant at 27, uh, the early 28 and my children I have a boy and a girl and they're only 15 months apart so they they were only you know through by the time we opened the early learning center and then all restaurant uh and my husband was starting his own business at the same time so you know part of me says grace of god and resiliency and the other part Mm -hmm. of me says because I was just crazy (laughs) yeah there might be someone who might be thinking that with you but you know looking back I'm pretty sure you don't have any regrets and kind of transitioning a little bit more um, I want to talk about your leadership skills of course your dissertation is on leadership styles to develop relationships with stakeholders to help guide organizational achievement and results. Um, I, I have, I believe now, this is me at my belief, and you definitely can prove me wrong, um, that some of that transitioned into what you do at Morgan's Place. So for people who are not aware or know what Morgan's Place is, um, can you share a little bit about that, um, your daughter's story, and, uh, and of course, what your role is there? Absolutely, absolutely. So, Uh, My daughter started racing motorcycles when she was eight years old. Her dad had raced when he was younger, and then he took a break when we owned the businesses, you know, ran the businesses, and the kids were small. Uh, But she picked it up at the age of eight. So she started racing motorcycles. Uh, We took her all over the country to race motorcycles. And then when she was 17, she turned pro. So she raced flat track, which is a flat, fast oval track, kind of like what they race NASCAR on, right? Only on a smaller scale. And uh, so it's for speed. Um, She was able as one of the only females in the sport. So there were only three females in the sport at the time on the professional level. She was able to make her first main event as a professional at 17. And then at the end of the season, we went down to Savannah, Georgia to the last race. And she was going about 95 mile an hour into turn one. Her front tire hit the back tire of the bike in front of her and she went down. She, uh, yeah, yeah, she ended up breaking several bones and suffered a traumatic brain injury, which caused her to have a hemorrhagic stroke and she was paralyzed on her right side of her body. So, uh, yeah. So when that happened, I was in the stands, you know, I was there at the race. I tried not to miss a race. So when I got down to Morgan at the track, she was knocked out. She was knocked out for about three, four minutes. Um, And they transferred her to a level one trauma center in Savannah, Georgia, where she spent 12 days. And she kind of reverted back to a toddler during that period of time. And she remembers nothing of that. I'm hoping she'll be able to be on this show at some point to talk about it. But the, the long, the long 
very short in this is she was able to make a full recovery and mm. she had to relearn to walk again. She had to relearn to use the right side of her body again and through extensive rehabilitation in an inpatient facility. And then three months we spent on a campground. She is a hundred percent. She was able to go back to school. She graduated from University of Michigan Flint last May. And yes, yes and uh, with honors. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is pursuing a degree in recreational therapy. And the goal of Morgan's Place is to purchase a property much like the campground that we stayed at during her rehabilitation and bring in people who have had suffered the same type of injuries as her or been in the car accident, whatever it may be, and help them rehabilitate to the best point that their body can possibly get to. Yeah. Wow. That That's yeah. amazing. And, um, and, yeah, so I want you to talk about your role because I want to. I see a lot of synergy uh, with your leadership and you owning businesses, and of course, I'm sure your husband's um, experience as well. All of that, as you all as a family, um, tied into uh, you know what's making Morgan's Place a success, and it's 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 such a beautiful story. I mean, it's it, it's hard and hurt. I'm pretty sure. Um, that the parents of anyone experiencing that is not thinking Mac Jane does a beautiful story, but the, right. the joy in it is what you all are providing is, you know, there's a hurt, they're they hurting, but there's hope at the end of it. Um, just like you share with about your daughter graduating with honors that is, you know, praiseworthy and, uh, and so encouraging and, 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 and for other people to see that or to hear that. Um, so, uh, can you talk a little bit more about your role and how all of that, um, comes together? Sure. Sure. Well, I am, I'm a researcher at heart, right? So, uh, that's how I was able to start as a non-traditional student and make it through to a PhD within within 15 years. Um, and so when Morgan came up with this idea for Morgan's Place, after she graduated, uh, well, actually before, it was before she started her senior year in college, uh, my husband and I actually, we quit our jobs. I was working as a vice president at a university. He was still running his business. We quit our jobs. We bought an RV, sold our house, and we went on an 11 month camping trip, basically, where we stayed at different campgrounds all over the country to study Mm -hmm. how they were run. And so we, um, you know, when we completed that, we had an idea of what we wanted to do and the type of property that we were going to need in order to help people best rehabilitate. Um, so in the, in that time while we were traveling, I took on the role of, you know, CEO and I got the nonprofit paperwork started. You know, Mac Jane is not an easy <laughs> task. Um, right. I 
started working with, you know, people that we knew in the racing community that would be able to help us financially. We started working with a, a marketing company to get our beautiful website built, um, you know, all of those things. And, and many of that, you know, many of those pieces have fallen into place over the past, you know, year really that we've been working on this very seriously, but I've taken on you know, the major portion of the leadership role with Morgan's Place to this point, because Morgan's still working on school. So mm. eventually, you know, she'll take that on within the next, you know, six to seven years or so. But right now it's, it's, it's pretty much, you know, my leadership and kind of my, my driving behind the, uh, the wheel at this point. What would you say in all of the your journey in, in life with you know you owning restaurants and 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 then going through school, going to get your um, getting educate your education and and your PhD? That's no that's not a small deal. That's a huge huge deal. Uh, anyone who's in a PhD program know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, so for you to do all of that, um, and what would you say is the biggest lesson or blessings that you've learned from all of those experiences? I would say the biggest blessing for sure for me was, was being given that grace to go on no matter what. Um, the grace to persevere no matter the hurdle. You know, Morgan was injured I had completed my final course in the PhD program, but I was just in the beginning stages of writing my dissertation. So I had just defended my proposal in October and she was hurt in November. And wow. so I had to complete that dissertation while she was rehabilitating. And it was it was a feat, you know, it, it, it really was. And uh, by the grace of God, I was able to persevere and I was able to continue and I was able to finish on that timeline that I had set out for myself, which was just a year and a half past the uh, prelim examinations. So, which for people who are working on a PhD, you know, um, you're given eight years to finish usually after your prelims and me being the overachiever that I am, I had set that goal self of 18 months and I was able to do it in 18 months, even facing those hurdles. And, you know, the same with going back to school as a non-traditional student, you know, I was 30 years old. I had just lost businesses. My children were young and I did, online, a lot of online school in order to be able to get through my bachelor's program and my master's program and then into the PhD. So it's all about perseverance. It's all about prayer. It's all about having family support and and just keep going no matter what. Just even if it's, you know, you got to take a day off now and then and maybe feel sorry for yourself for a minute. That's okay. You know, we're, we're given the ability to be able to do that and, and the grace to be able to do that. But then you pick yourself up and you just take one more step forward. 
Mm, I love it. I love that. I love your tenacity and, and you're great and you're not giving up, which is really also part of what dream mentorship is all about. Just kind of pushing people and saying, Hey, you can do it. So to kind of wrap up on that note, what would you say to someone listening right now who is looking at all the situations they are going through and saying, I don't see a way out. I don't know how I'm going to do it. What would you say to them? I would just say that it may not seem like it right now. It's just a blip on the radar. So the situation that you're in won't last, but your toughness and your resilience and your faith, that's what will last. That's what will carry you through. And I'm not saying once you get out of this situation that you won't face another one sometime in your life but you just keep moving forward. And, and the great about it is those tough situations, they give you the opportunity and the experience to be able to reach out your hand and help someone else who's going through the same thing later. And, mm-hmm. and I truly believe that that's the reason why we're allowed to go through situations so we can help somebody else later down the road. Yes, I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. It's been really inspiring and encouraging. And and I'm hoping that it has also blessed someone um, deeply. Um, As we kind of, you know, uh, complete today's conversation on a lighter note, uh, as a mom of two and, you know, all the amazing, amazing things that you are doing, how do you lighten up? (laughs) Uh, I think you just have to laugh, you know, you, you, you have to laugh at yourself and you have to, you know, sometimes just bury your nose in a funny book and, uh, or a movie. And, you know, my husband and I have a great relationship still after 23 years and our travels, you know, when we were traveling, we went on hikes and, you know, we rode bikes and did all kinds of, you know, fun things together. And so I think it's really important to take time out to have a little bit of fun too. And whatever that looks like for you, carve that out of your schedule. Mm, I love, love, love this conversation with you. Thank you so much, Dr. Monroe, for um, talking with us today. I absolutely enjoyed hearing your story and it has truly been enlightening and inspiring. Um, Thank you for all the great work that you do. We'll be following your story and following Morgan's place um, and wishing you all all the very best in everything that you're doing. Well, Mac Jane, I really appreciate you having me on the show. And I just want to congratulate you on all the great work that you're doing for people and uh, the lives that you're touching with your work with Dream Mentorship. I just think it's amazing. And I hope to be a part of it. Yeah, thank you. I I appreciate that. That warms my heart. I know you can see me, but I'm graining so hard. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, well, people, that's the end of our conversation today. I hope you really enjoyed it and you can uh, share this with someone who needs to hear this story. Uh, if you know a mom, a sister, a friend, anybody who would benefit from listening to this podcast, please share with them. And of course, we always want to hear from you. Leave us a review, send us an email, let us know how this podcast impacted your life. And if you're a young woman between 20 to 35, we have something special for you. Guess what? Drums rolling. We have officially opened up our summer program. Yay! And it's online. It's virtual. You can be a part of it. Um, So you have to head over to dreammentorship.org um, to you know uh, sign up and be a part of it. We have scholarships available as well. So if you need um, help to be a part of this, just let us know. We will make sure you get connected and get plugged in, okay? Um, all right, people, that's it. That's a wrap. I absolutely enjoy sharing today's story with you all. Until next time, I remain your girl, Mac Jane. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and going on a captivating journey of inspiration with us. If you'd like to learn more about Dream Mentorship and become part of the Dream Mentorship family, follow us on Instagram at Dream Mentorship or visit our website, dreammentorship.org. Feel free to send us a message and tell us what you loved about this podcast and our wonderful guest. This episode was edited by me, Evelyn Calvo. No matter what your dream is, we can help you make it a reality. And the first step is learning from other women living their authentic dreams. So come back next week for another episode.